Welcome to the Weekly Wrestling News, starring your host, Doc Manson. What is going on, Internet? My name is Doc Manson, and this is the Fake Wrestling News. In our top segment this week, we speak with Dale Jennings, the relatively unknown creator of the Michinuku Driver and countless other wrestling maneuvers. Also in the show, we will be joined by D.C. Matthews, who will provide us with a preview of the latest exciting programs coming soon to the WWE Network. But first, the fake news headlines that you care about. Earlier this week, WWE applied for the trademark for the phrase Skull King. We've learned that the trademark was originally intended to be for the term sulking, but WWE management determined that Paige would not be remaining with the company long enough to get any significant use out of it. In TNA news, broken Matt Hardy, in order to prep his teammate for their Delete or Decay match, made Brother Nero battle a kangaroo from his personal zoo. I don't know if that will help them during their match on Thursday, but I do know that Senor Benjamin, prepare the menagerie for a massacre! has a certain ring to it. Following the main event of Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns made his way to the ring to confront Universal Champion Kevin Owens. Reigns would have made his appearance sooner in the show, but it takes a lot of time to make his hair look just so oily. The Weekly Wrestling News would like to thank our first sponsor this week, Rock Tape. Does your back hurt from lying on the mat all the time, staring at the lights? If so, you must be like Cesaro, so give Rock Tape a swing. This week on Raw, former doctors turned retirement specialists, Gallows and Anderson, announced their plans to change career paths once again. This time, the duo has decided to form a travel agency, and have requested that they be referred to only as The Club, Med. In literary news, the release of the long-rumored Stephanie McMahon autobiography has been delayed by four entire years now scheduled to be released in 2020. We here at the Fake Wrestling News are aware that there is probably a statute of limitations joke to be made in here somewhere, but to be honest, we are afraid to make it. Also of note this week, Lucha Underground has returned for Season 3 on the El Rey Network. In the opening segment, it was revealed that Lucha Underground villain and authority figure Dario Cueto is but a pawn serving a far greater evil. Yes, the overarching villain of Lucha Underground has been revealed, and it is the leader of MAD and longtime nemesis of Inspector Gadget, Dr. Claw. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time! And now, we turn you over to our entertainment correspondent, DC Matthews, who is ready to give you the rundown on the latest and greatest shows scheduled to debut on the WWE Network. It's Friday night. Hey there, wrestling fans. DC Matthews here, making sure you're tuning in to the hippest way to spend $9.99 with all the great reality shows on WWE Network this Friday night. Your sides will be splitting on an all-new episode of Swerved, as it is revealed that this entire Titus O'Neil and Darren Young storyline has been one big prank on the WWE fanbase. base. <laughs> 
Plus, hidden cameras capture all the hilarious moments as Curtis Axel and Jack Swagger are both promised a sweeping new push over dinner back at catering, only to discover they've been assigned to join the WWE's custodial staff. <laughs> Stay tuned after Swerved for the newest show on WWE Network, The Happy Hitman Hour, where Bret Hart offers his unique insight into the world of professional wrestling. The WWE Hall of Famer shares his optimistic look at John Cena. I don't know, what is he, 1,000-time th- world champion now? or you know, What has he ever really done? Paul Heyman. I don't know. I don't want to say, but I, I think Paul is a little overrated. And the Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker match from WrestleMania 25. I thought it was mediocre at best, and maybe a 4 out of 10 or 3 out of 10. <laughs> you know it's going to be a party when Bret Hart is involved. Now, I don't know how you can follow that much positivity, but WWE Network certainly gives it a try with a brand new episode of Ride Along. Hop in the car with Kalisto and Sami Zayn as they discuss their ideas for a new tag team name. Listen, Sammy, I've got an idea that'll shock the world. Now you know, I do good things, and you're the underdog. Maybe we should call ourselves Lucha Underground. Uh, I don't know, I'm not sure, Kalisto. I think we need something a little more generico. Get it? Generico? As in El Generico? <laughs> What has happened to my career? (laughs) On a more optimistic note, you can also follow along with Bo Dallas as he goes for a ride in the back of a Dallas, Texas police car. And finally, don't miss a very special episode of Holy Foley wherein a ridiculous misunderstanding. Noel is told by William Regal to pick up some good habits in the wrestling ring. She then joins a local nunnery. It turns out to be a blessing in disguise, however, as she is finally able to exercise whatever demon causes her boyfriend Frank to keep dressing like the world's most pathetic clown. Throughout the whole show, Mick Foley stares around like a nursing home patient who got lost on his way back from the jello cart. It's gonna be a wild Friday on WWE Network. The WWE Network. We put the eh in world wrestling entertainment. I'm DC Matthews. Let's go back to Doc Manson in the studio. Thank you, DC. And now... Back to the fake news you care about. On Raw this past week, Braun Strowman took on Sin Cara. Eyewitnesses claim that Sin Cara was boasting backstage about how it was time for Strowman to face some serious competition and not just another jobber. I'll just let this one hang here for a second. On SmackDown this week, The WWE chose to remind us that the show was being sponsored by KFC the moment right after Nikki Bella's entrance. That's right, folks. Kentucky Fried Chicken, the home of legs, breasts, and thighs. The Twitter world is abuzz with the new gameplay trailer from the video game WWE 2K17. 
Fans are praising the realism of the action. For the first time ever, you can injure yourself during your entrance, botch a promo, and block fans from following you on social media. Today's show is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy and the Usos. That's 5-Hour Energy, the way to become way more heelish, but only slightly more interesting. And now, we send it back to DC Matthews for this week in Wrestling Birthdays. Braun Strowman turned 33, and from all reports, he made oddly inappropriate facial expressions towards his cake before giving it a reverse chokeslam, heretofore known as the neck massage ring kiss. Jillian Hall, former aide to the wrestling god JBL, turned 36. No word on how old that growth on her face would have been had it not been for the disgusting yet ultimately gratifying meal that the boogeyman made of it. Wrestling legend The Barbarian turned 58. He is widely considered to be one of the toughest members of the Samoan wrestling family, which is odd when you consider that he is actually Tongan. Molly Holly turned 39 this week. Miss Greenwald one of the more talented female wrestlers in the history of world wrestling entertainment, is best known for having her head shaved on national television and for having a cute yet incredibly awkward romantic relationship with one Spike Dudley. We're not sure which one was more embarrassing for her, and all phone calls to get clarification were unreturned as of press time. In a celebrity birthday, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, otherwise known as the popular kid from Home Improvement, turns 35. Now, in case you have forgotten, young Mr. Thomas was part of the WrestleMania 11 festivities, where he embarrassingly went through puberty while being in the same ringside area as Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson. And finally, Paul Heyman celebrates his birthday today, turning 61 years old. We here at the Fake Wrestling News would like to wish him a very happy birthday, as he is truly one of the greatest of all time. Back to you, Doc Manson. Ladies and gentlemen, we have here in the studio, Dale Jennings. Hello, World Wrestling News audience. It is truly a pleasure to be here. Dale, again, I am so thrilled to have you in the studio. You know, you have a great story that I'm not sure many of our listeners are familiar with. So could you maybe first just begin, tell us about your history in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I began wrestling in 1985. It was just after uh, WWF over there in the Northeast kind of took over uh, the wrestling world with the Wrestle in the Mania and all of that. I began in the Michigan area. Um, I didn't get the chance to wrestle for Vern Gagne in the AWA. I wrestled for his cousin Bernie Gagne. Now, it's my understanding that you've actually wrestled all over the world. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, my goodness. I've wrestled. I've wrestled in, uh, let's see. Well, I did a tour of South Africa. I've, I've wrestled uh, in Mongolia. I've wrestled all throughout Europe. Uh, I was the first masked wrestler in the country of Ireland. Uh, I was the great patio furniture. So this may explain why most of the audience of the weekly wrestling news are, shall we say, unfamiliar with your body of work, with you having wrestled all over the world. However... The thing that they are familiar with are those wrestling moves of which you are the innovator. Dale Jennings has created so many different wrestling maneuvers. Well, 
Could you maybe just tell us a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Uh, well, you know, like I said, I began in the mid-80s. And if you remember, uh, in, in the mid-80s, wrestling was not the kind of exciting style you see today. Uh, you know, there were a lot of body slams and leg drops and things. And, and I always found that a little boring. So I wanted to expand wrestling and try to, you know, do something fun. So let, let me just give you an example here. I was going to give a wrestler a fireman's carry. You know, that's an amateur wrestling move where you just kind of whoopsie daisy over the shoulder onto the mat. And I picked him up and I, I lost my balance a little bit there on my knees and I fell backwards and landed. And it was the very first, you know, they call it a Samoan drop, but really that was the first move that I patented. And because, you know, I, I'm a Michigan wrestler. I, you know, I, I called it the Michigan driver. I see. Uh, so a little bit of homage then to your homeland. I, I always want to pay respects to the areas in which I I was born and raised, you know, and I am from Lansing, Michigan. I do want to call all of my moves Michigan. And the name has has changed over the years. Uh, some of some names you might even know. For instance. Well, I was wrestling in Mongolia, as you said. I spent a great many years wrestling there in Mongolia, again, under a mask, hiding my face. And I was wrestling in the great town known as Oku. And I picked a wrestler up for a body slam and, again, stumbled over my feet. He dropped on his head. But, you know, that was a move that a lot of people seemed to respond to. So I called it the Misha for Michigan and Oku, and it became known as the Mishinoku Driver. Now, Dale, uh, it's actually my understanding that the Michinoku driver was innovated by one Taka Michinoku. Well, that's completely false. You know, I have all the respect for Taka Michinoku and all of the things he did there in Japan, but he blatantly stole that move from me. That's my move. He took it. He actually, his name originally was Taka Jones. Um, and when he saw my move, he liked it so much, he decided to make it his last name to give him more legitimacy. Oh, that explains that. Okay. Well, as the creator of the Michinoku driver, then, uh, can you tell me how you feel when announcers like Michael Cole inappropriately label a move as a Michinoku driver. I mean, for instance, Dana Brooke has a nice Samoan driver, and Sami Zayn currently does a blue thunderbomb, which he constantly refers to as a Michinoku driver. Michael Cole, he and I have been really close friends since we were in preschool together, but he, you know, he knows that all of these moves are mine. So when he calls a move a Michinoku driver... I implore you, wrestling fans, please don't hate him. He's doing it because he knows that these are all my moves. Fascinating stuff, Dale. Thank you again for joining us here in the studio today. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, we'd like to thank Dale Jennings for joining us today, but we also have some late-breaking news. Phil CM Punk Brooks has lost in his first UFC fight in the first round to submission. In regards to Brooks' eventual WWE return, we are now receiving reports that the WWE chairman, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, has officially decided to cut in half the number of dump trucks full of money currently en route to Punk's house. Our final sponsor this week is Mountain Dew. You can't see it, but I've had an unopened bottle of Mountain Dew sitting here on my desk for the last three hours. Because honestly, who drinks this stuff? With that, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of yet another episode of The Weekly Wrestling News. This is Doc Manson, 
signing off. If you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Wrestling News, I would encourage you to also check out DDT Wrestling, in which myself, Doc Manton, and DC Matthews talk about the latest goings-on in the world of professional wrestling. You can send us an email at ddtwrestling at gmail.com or connect with us on Twitter at DCMatthewsNAI or at Doc Manson. Please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review or head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash New Age Insiders to buy a DDT Wrestling shirt. Until next time, this has been the Fake Wrestling News. <laughs>